So Rachel, thanks so much for joining me for this um, this podcast. I'm really excited to to dive into this topic of um, coaching and highly sensitive people with you. Mm, yes, me too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, pleasure. So um, yeah, I guess the, the first question, I was really interested to know a bit more about your personal story or your experience of being a highly sensitive person. Um, how did you kind of discover the term and, you know, what's what's been your understanding and experience of it? Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so my my journey to discovering about highly sensitive people and high sensitivity has been, um, yeah, gosh, it's so growing up, I was obviously um, a, a very highly sensitive child, but didn't know I was highly sensitive. Didn't really have, um, I guess, yeah, no, no one, no one else really knew. I just, my experiences were that I was just extremely um, sensitive and, I guess felt everything so deeply um and I grew up I guess having the label that I was shy um which I, I was I was painfully shy I found I found um social situations very exhausting and overwhelming um and I guess this like this this pattern like happened throughout my whole life where I just I suffered a lot with anxiety so I kind of went on this little like mission to um to like this personal development journey where I was trying to find out what was like wrong with me because I just knew I was different there was just something in me that was like I was I was receiving these comments that that I was experiencing things differently to everyone else I was receiving the comments that I was too shy or too sensitive and I just really felt that I needed to be um somebody else and not myself so um I kind of went on this this journey of of looking for answers to to this thing that was wrong with me and um it wasn't until I guess going through my life with low self-esteem low self-confidence feeling um you know having intense chronic anxiety panic attacks I kind of went on this um this journey to figuring out what it was and for me I was kind of on a, on a mission to see what the root cause was of my anxiety mm. um yeah I didn't have an awareness that actually what I was experiencing was heightened sensitivity and that was the the main reason that I was having these challenges so um growing up I guess I had um I just I hate I hated being sensitive so I just used to use like avoidance or escaping or, or numbing with alcohol and um, partying and all of that stuff like growing up and throughout uni um, and it wasn't until I I was living away in Australia and I'd been there for for three years so I was there for four years in total and it was sort of the last year I grew a bit more um, I guess a bit more conscious and started going down a spiritual path and realizing that um yeah that I guess tapping into this work I stopped I stopped kind of ignoring my feelings and I started to work with them and it led me down this path which I, I decided that I wanted to come back and, and, and train to be a coach because I, I tapped into some coaching and NLP in in Sydney and um it was that that push to bring me back here that led me onto the path so by this point you know this was 2018 and I still hadn't found out I was highly sensitive and I was just going through the the pain of being like what's wrong with me and you know for so much of my life just thinking that there was something wrong I would be going to the doctors all the time and no one could diagnose like this you know what what it was yeah. um 
and I ended up going um, on a retreat in 2018, um, a transformational cacao retreat where they use sort of cacao as the plant medicine to facilitate these um, these healing journeys. And it was there that one of the ladies mentioned that I was um, probably an empath because I was experiencing um, panic attacks during um, like busy in busy crowds and always feeling so overwhelmed in big groups. Um, and then the kind of the word empath, I don't know, I heard it, but it didn't really stick. Um, and it wasn't until um, the year later, I was still on this journey. I was like, hmm, something's not right. I'm still experiencing anxiety. What What is it? Um, so it took, uh, I then decided to go on a plant medicine journey with um, ayahuasca, which ended up being very traumatic experience, but it was the thing that led me to um, finding out that I was a highly sensitive person because I then ended up going um, as a result of, I guess, becoming re-traumatized from the thing that I thought would be a quick fix in this, the plant medicine ceremony. Um, I ended up needing more help and support and healing and therapy afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was then that I walked into a therapist um, and she literally just, it was like the minute I walked through the door, she just like was inside my head and it was so, so strange. She was just, she was like, you're not, you know, you're not an anxious person. This is, you're a highly sensitive person. And she started reeling off all of these things and experiences and the wounds that I had from childhood. And I just couldn't believe it. So um, that was the first time that I really felt seen and heard and understood being in that therapy room with with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's really where it, it started. And I think I'd probably heard of it before, but you know, I'd been through, I'd been years before I'd been in therapy, um, CBT for anxiety, things like that, and they never picked up on it. So um, it was quite a journey of, you know, I I think people not really understanding so much about the trait and not having those answers, which can be quite um, stressful and traumatic in itself. So finding out it was just, um, yeah, it was just like a relief, I guess, that there was nothing actually wrong. (laughs) And it was a great it was like I'm, I'm normal like this is something that other people are experiencing too and um yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. my long version <laughs> of of the journey to to discovering it so yeah thanks for sharing that it's amazing to hear um hear your journey and and you know what what a journey it's been to to this point where it sounds like highly sensitive person is a a kind of um an understanding of yourself which which seems helpful and beneficial to your life and where you're at now so yeah that's really great um yeah definitely yeah and you mentioned um becoming a coach um as part of this journey and yeah so you're a coach now and i wondered what inspired you to um to become an hsp coach yeah um okay so so really my coaching journey was kind of led um so and probably similarly with other coaches my my reason for for doing coaching in the first place was to kind of help to be the coach for um the person i guess that i was years back and when i needed the most support mm. um so for me it started off with wanting to help people with anxiety um and then i guess um that evolved as i started to learn more about sort of childhood wounds wounds and, and core i guess beliefs and patterns from childhood I started to realize that maybe I wanted to work with people that had gone through um sort of emotional trauma 
And then that evolved. Um, and, and then I, I, when I, I uncovered that I was highly sensitive, it really showed to me that a lot of my um, challenges had come from not understanding about my heightened sensitivity and then the emotional, I guess, trauma of not having my needs met and going through life with um, no understanding of, of what was going on. And then everything that encompassed, you know, the high, um, the high sensitivity and um, all that went with that. So it just, as I guess, as I evolve with my own personal development, that's when my, I guess my area of coaching evolved as well. So um, yeah, I'm just so passionate now about helping other highly sensitive people to understand about the trait and to accept themselves as they are, because I think, yeah, it's so important. And I know from my, not just my own struggles, but from people that I've worked with, that there's a lot of similar patterns with the experiences that we have. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. So, um, so it came from your, your desire to almost help your help your younger self and then to be able to help others in that same way yeah. from your own experience yeah and and you yeah um, yeah absolutely and you mentioned kind of seeing some well helping people understand the trait and then seeing some some yeah. patterns and I wondered what what have you learned from from coaching highly sensitive people in terms of you know behaviors and patterns and any kind of common commonalities that you you've seen emerged in your work yeah so there's a lot of um so I guess kind of the put the 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 initial um presenting challenge for a lot of of highly sensitive people has been sort of the overwhelm or the overstimulation mm. that's kind of been the key thing that people have, have come to me with um and I think underneath that is un uncovering that there's a lot of um well, one of the big things is perfectionism, this need to kind of, um, uh, yeah, perfectionism is a trait that I've, I've really found in a lot of highly sensitive people, this need to just, I guess, control um, external factors and to, to have that maybe, you know, to get the external validation from certain achievements because they were lacking it elsewhere. So um, that was, that's been a really big one. Mm -hmm. um, relationships has been another big one um so relationships with self and also with you know intimate relationships relationship with family um all of those things and i think that's really stemmed from having um being really disconnected from from themselves through growing up maybe hearing that they need to be someone else in order to be accepted in the world and that's then sort of had that impact on on how they show up how they relate to themselves and also in their yeah intimate relationships and a lot of sort of um insecure attachments and and not feeling safe in relationships so um they're they're the real big ones um i think there's a lot the, the work that, that I am really passionate about is helping people connect to their sort of authentic self and to show up confidently, embrace their sensitivity. Um, and a lot of sensitive people that have come to me have had the low self-esteem and the low self-confidence, which I think is, I guess it's kind of a symptom of not being connected to their true self. Um, so yeah, I would say they're the main, there's quite a lot in there, but I think it sort of stems from yeah, perhaps a lack of trust in themselves um, because growing up in a world where sensitivity is probably seen as a weakness that actually they've 
grown up and they've just always strived to be like the other 80% of the population and not not seeing the gifts and the beauty and what what sensitive um what sensitivity has so mm. yeah yeah no thanks for sharing that it's it's so interesting how um there are some commonalities in the challenges that that people face with with mm-hmm. this high sensitivity trait um you mentioned kind of trusting yourself um and and authenticity and you know yeah. self self-worth and not judging yourself and mm-hmm. and, all, and all these things but you also mentioned um the opportunities that come with it in terms of it being a a kind of strength and a, a beauty and a way of you know being in the world that's actually really positive um mm. and i wondered yeah yeah i wondered if there was more to that that you know there's almost a reframe that needs to happen that that this sensitivity comes with challenges but it also comes with opportunities um mm, no absolutely because i think we can focus so much on the kind of negative aspects of being sensitive and the way that you know the world overwhelms us and i think until we have that understanding around the trait it's very hard to accept that within us because we don't know what's going on um and I think that's kind of the, the first, you know, the foundation of getting to that point where we can reframe it and see it as something beautiful. And, you know, we as sensitive people, we have so many, I guess, superpowers, I like to call them, because we can really connect to people on a deep level. We can really empathize and have so much compassion. And, you know, we we can you know, we think through things very on a deeper level. So we're great at, you know, as much as we might take time to make decisions, we can really um you know, be great leaders because we can really think things through um, and see all sides of different situations. And I think there definitely does, like you say, um, yeah, we need to sort of have that um, shift where we we are seeing it as, as a gift. And to, I think that starts with people to, to sort of understanding more and then accepting, um, accepting that trait within them and working working with their sensitivity rather than trying to like push it away um, and honoring where they're at energy levels, honoring and setting boundaries and all of those th- really important things that come with managing our state as sensitive beings. Mm. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned this, this kind of process of understanding and self-understanding and understanding the traits. And I wondered if, there were any kind of specific tools or resources for highly sensitive people that you'd you'd used or you'd recommend um, that helps this kind of self-knowledge and self-understanding? Yeah, so I would really, really recommend, um, for me, journaling has been a really good one. I think because a lot of the time we can get really caught up in our heads. Um, yeah. So even as simple as just scribbling down your thoughts to unravel them um i think is a really good um starting place to be able to i guess one get yourself to stop ruminating on things um, and to get things out onto paper um is really useful and it kind of just takes you out of your head and and gets you back into sort of present um but also i guess it's it's a place where you can read back over your journaling and, and notice patterns and certain um, things that are occurring in your life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing I would say is 
I so there's a couple of things actually um one of them is breath work which I'm doing at the moment which is really helping me as a tool to kind of get back um shift me out of my fight flight freeze um mode back into my rest state which I think a lot of people are a lot of sensitive people are living in their um yeah their sort of stress um response um so that has been a real key thing for me is to to be able to put implement that into my daily life um and then bringing yourself back into your body um so i think all of these things are really important to start off from a place of being centered um before we sort of go into anything so movement um movement doing exercise any form of exercise whether it's I don't know yoga or hit or weights like I I do all of it because at certain times I want to do more intensity and sometimes um I just want something you know more chilled out that's going to allow me to just move and get back into my body so those things I would say are kind of more grounding um tools but the I guess yeah so your your question was what were the things that help with self-awareness so I think those things are really key because I think if we're in our heads all the time we can't really um understand really what's going on for us on that level but I think educating ourselves um I don't know if you're maybe going to come on to this in a moment but (laughs) I think educating ourselves um around the trait is so important as well it's something that I think is so so key to to be able to first accept um understand and then we can accept and start to work with work with how our sensitive nervous systems um work understanding our energy Mm. so much so much value in there yeah so you mentioned a few things so journaling breath work um movement and exercise getting into your body Um, yeah i think these are all so key because i I think it's um, it's quite common, especially in our in our current world, as well as being sensitive, to spend a lot of time like up here, up in the the headspace, and it to be very like thought driven and cognitive. So I love this idea of of getting more embodied and and to to be feeling. You mentioned the word grounded. Um, yeah, and I think that's so important, especially if you are feeling you know this sense of sensitivity or overwhelm or or heightened kind of experience to to know that you you feel safe in your body um and i yeah i mean well my curiosity goes a few ways but i wondered with the with the breath with the breath work you're doing is it about just deep breathing and slow breathing or are there kind of are there techniques that someone could use to help them like calm down or how does the the breath work that you've done um kind of How does it fit in? Yeah, so I've done quite a few different things. So there's a good, so um, I'll just, so one of the tools that um, can be used on on a daily basis, I think then it came from sort of the Navy SEALs um, that is box breathing, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with, but um, so yeah, it's so I, I vary the box breathing because I prefer to have a longer exhale. So um, with the box breath, it can be done, I guess, for a few minutes before, I don't know, perhaps if you're feeling before you want to go into something um, just to calm your nerves um, if you're just feeling a bit uncentered. Um, so I do four breaths in, four minute hold, six breaths out on the exhale and then a two minute hold. And that's the pattern that I choose to do because it helps me um, if I'm, especially if I'm 
so shallow breathing and hyperventilating I need to get that air back balanced but um yeah. so I'm actually working with a, a, a Wim Hof um a facilitator at the moment to get to do the the Wim Hof breathing and um, we're going through our practices at the moment and um a lot of it's really for me what what I'm finding very useful is to have is, is um a grounding breath um, these are the exercises to kind of build up to the Wim Hof so um the the exercise that I'm finding very grounding at the minute is to be in child's pose and to breathe um and as you breathe and you relax out on your exhale um you're fully trusting your exhale because you're so supported in that position and for me that's worked really really well to kind of get my shift my breath from my chest um into my stomach um because quite often I think and a lot of people can um and when when I get really stressed my breath starts to get um very up here and I start to like get really sore like neck and shoulders and um yeah so I found that really useful and then the other one that I've done um which is almost a bit of a reset is is um holotropic breath work so through your mouth and it's sort of very um it's yeah it's you can do sort of I don't know 15 minute rounds um where you're I guess forced um forced exhales <laughs> um and that for me just resets me so there's a few different things in there um nice depending on where you're at and what what you feel your body needs yeah great they sound really mm. like powerful techniques um I guess as, yeah, a, as a side note I guess it's worth doing it with someone who who knows like who can yep. instruct you or who can kind of show you how to do it, I guess. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would recommend that definitely to go and, and um, find somebody who, who is sort of trained in that because especially if you're so used, like you're in sort of a paradoxical breath, which is a breath where you're opposite, you're breathing the opposite way that we should. Mm. Um, it's going to take you a while to just go train yourself out of that. So I think it's so important that you get someone to help you show the, the right way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and you also mentioned journaling, which um, I found really useful. Yeah. And it, what popped into my mind was, have you ever heard of the book, The, the Artist's Way? Mm, yeah, I started reading that. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What yeah. Were your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, just I haven't actually read it, but a few people have recommended it to me. Um, and one of the tools that they use in there is called Morning Pages. And when you were talking, it just popped into my mind where I think I think the morning pages is where you wake up in the morning and then you just write down one or two pages of, of what's in your mind. So you yeah. kind of like almost reset and empty the mind fresh for the day. Um, and mm. it's quite an open, creative space. And I think the whole point in the artist's way is to reconnect with your kind of creativity and your openness to life. So um yeah just that's what came to my mind when you mentioned journaling as well yeah definitely I think that's so important just to kind of allow yourself that free flow because I think like you can notice it instantly I think once you've done like you know even just five or ten minutes of writing it's like oh I don't have to like it's like you're just getting them out there and it's just that they, they your energy and your focus just shifts um because it's almost like I don't know I think there's sort of a need to be yeah to to for me anyway to have if I can't speak my what I want to say I, I need to get them out some way <laughs> um so yeah. yeah 
yeah I think it's so beneficial to do that and you know if you can't in the morning especially um but also yeah at night as well it works just as effectively in the evening whenever whenever you feel yeah, yeah brilliant and I know you've covered a few already but I wondered if you have um three key takeaways for highly sensitive people that people could think about or use or act upon and maybe they're um similar to what you've already covered or maybe you have something something else in mind yeah um so i might have mentioned one again um but just before but i'll mention that again um educating yourself i think is this is one of the most important things to do so by by that i just mean getting to know as much as you can about being a highly sensitive person, what it means, understanding these things that are associated with the traits so that I guess we don't go off in the, into these stories of anxiety and start to think that, you know, there's something wrong with us and to really understand that what we have and what we're experiencing is real and it's totally valid and that all of these things um, are part of this trait. And I think then we can come onto um, a place of actually getting to know ourselves um, in, as individuals and what works for us um, so from an energetic sort of perspective you know what drains us what energizes us and setting really you know this is the, the place where we sort of begin to set important and firm boundaries and and are able to honor where our needs are and to be able to really because I mean, boundaries is a huge thing. Um, and, you know, the, the tendency to want to people please and make sure that everyone else is okay before we're okay. It's almost that belief that we think that everybody else has to be okay, otherwise we're not okay. And um, all of this starts with um, understanding where we're at. So we're not giving too much away and that we can be fully, you know, centered in ourselves and show up as our best selves before we can give to others. Um, because a lot of highly sensitive people want to do that. We want meaningful um, relationships and, and things, and we want to be able to help other people. And a lot of HSPs are really in that line of work as well. So it's so important that we're doing that work on, the, on ourselves to educate and know ourselves better mm -hmm. before we do that. Um, and I think then that leads me on to the other thing, which um, we do, as I said, meaningful conversations. We do have this need for deep connection so deep conversations deep meaningful connections the the biggest thing it's helped me is having a community of other sensitive people around me to seek that out to actively have people where you can create those connections with because if you haven't got sort of immediate family that are sent like you know highly sensitive or really understand or your relationships um or friends then you know, sometimes life can, we can feel a bit unfulfilled with our relationships and um, that longing for need, you know, for, for deep and meaningful um, connections. So that is another one as well. Um, and then the other thing is, I would say, get some, yeah, for me, um, I would say having support, one-on-one um, -on -one support with whether that's a coach, a healer, a therapist or a mentor, someone that can kind of guide you through um and and hold you in you know going through this healing work as well um or not even necessarily healing work but if there's thing the thing that i found very useful is because we can be so in our heads it just helps to have that one person who can just be fully present with us and listen to us and just allow 
that space to be heard and to be seen um, and just to know that you've got that support um, to yeah to be to be there as a, as a guide for you as well I think that's really really um, important mm. thank you yeah amazing takeaway so yeah it, it really resonates with me I think um, one of the things you mentioned in the, in the second point around um, around you know what like where what energizes you and what drains you that really rings mm. true to me is about um well i mean you, you mentioned a few things so so support getting the right support which i think is so important um having a sense of community of people that understand you and that you can kind of relate to and this theme of deep connections i think is something that that keeps coming up around high sensitivity is, is wanting mm. deep and meaningful connections with other people so i think that's that's so important um, yeah. and also educating yourself yeah I mean absolutely and there's quite a few you know different books and and things to read um, what came to my mind as well was there's this uh, there are Facebook groups for highly sensitive people um, mm. I don't know if you're part of them or active in them um, um, yeah so I, I am a, a, a couple um, but I actually have my own Facebook group that I've created for highly sensitive people <laughs> um, so yeah. um, because I found it, you know, it's so important, and I felt like it was essential for my uh, my clients as well to have that um, space where they could find other people to connect with and share, and know that there's no judgment, and it's almost like I don't know this sort of sense of yeah, just um, knowing that we can go to other other people and they're going to be there and listening, and that, that we share similar experiences. So yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. That brings me on to the the um the question of where where can people connect with you online and where mm. can people find this facebook group if they if it resonates with them yeah so um the the um way to connect um so i've got a website which is rachelkellycoaching.com um it's rachel spelt with an ael i did find that there was actually another rachel kelly coaching on google which has an el so um it's rachel spelt um R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And through the website, you can connect through onto my um, Facebook group. Um, you can also connect to my Instagram, but Instagram is my main platform other than my website. So my Instagram is also Rachel Kelly Coaching. Um, and either way, anyway, Instagram DM um, or messaging through my um, my website, all, always are, are fine to connect, but you can find that group as well, yep, through my website. Brilliant. Cool, thanks so much. I've, I've really enjoyed that exploration. I, I guess I wondered, is there is there anything else that is front of mind or alive for you that, that you wanted to share or dive into before we kind of wrap things up for today? Um, not that there mm -hmm. has to be, but just as like an open mm -hmm. invitation in case I've missed something or yeah something that's kind of burning on your mind mm, I mean I could talk about this topic for for forever because <laughs> I think there's so much to it so um I won't go into anything new but I just you know there was a point that you really picked up on there where um you said about you know almost the reframing and I think it's so important that we are um 
you know, that we do recognize our sensitivity as, as something that is really special. Mm. Um, and we do work on connecting to that part of us, um, which, which will come with doing this work where we begin to understand and accept more about ourselves, but just to know that um, it is a really unique and special gift to have, to be able to connect so deeply and, and empathize with others on, on the, a level that um, a lot of people might not be able to. So I just wanted to, to highlight that mm. it is, um, you know, a really, beautiful um and amazing trait that we we have absolutely yeah couldn't agree more great mm. thanks so much so what i'll do is as well i'll put a link to your website when i upload this this podcast and and the youtube video so that people can find you and, and find out more and and if they resonate um yeah just to to make sure yeah. they connect um, amazing thank you yeah it's been really lovely chatting yeah, thanks so much for the conversation and um, yeah, thanks again. Thank you.